Hello and welcome to Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. I'm Connor from the House of L. And I am Ray from the House of Zod. And we are back in this sweltering, yeah. demonic, hellish... Yes. Oh. Well, maybe maybe for you, Connor L. I'm sitting pretty here. Maybe it's my my Machiavellian heritage being a Zod, but uh, quite enjoying it here. Sitting sitting nice. I got my tea. <laughs> I am not. I would I would rather be in the sun so I could be incinerated instantly than oh, to put up with uh, this weather Glizzle. anymore. <laughs> but anyway, yes, we're back, and as you have seen on our Facebook, we have po- uh, we are covering. Three issues are The Dark Knight over Metropolis, which mm. is a three-issue story arc from the 90s. A listener request as well. Yes, a listener request. Mm. Yeah, from fun. Phil. Fill me in, Phil. Fill me in. Hello, Phil. How are you? Hi, Phil. Uh, <laughs> yes, Phil runs uh, Capes and Lunatics and stuff. Uh, we'll oh, he runs a lot, yeah. Capes and Lunatics. Yeah. you got the Capes... Uh, and Lunatics, I think, Sidekicks. And I think they're just starting an Ultimate Spider-Man podcast as well. Yeah. So it's keeping him busy, keeping him off the streets. Yeah, yeah, you've probably seen me share that stuff before. I'll put a link in the show notes mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah, um, but uh, did you read the new Bender's comic, Ray Zod, uh, Superman 7? Oh, actually, Connor L, I'll have to... Stay back for detention. I do have it. I have not been able to read it yet. I've been reading a little bit of the All Star. You know, you've been. Uh, we've been exchanging, I guess, uh, chats about that. So I've been reading a bit of that, uh, and had, had a bit of homework here uh, with uh, tonight's review. As you mentioned, we're doing the Dark Knight over Metropolis. I got the trade version, so I actually ended up reading. There are another three additional issues yes. in the trade. Uh, so I just I went through all that as well. Uh, but no, I haven't read the latest Superman 7. I know your thoughts on it, just broadly speaking. Uh, not a fan, Connorell? No, not really. If the, next, if the next few issues are like this, then it's kind of like I don't really want to spend money on it. Man, I've got a lot to look forward to, huh? So... <laughs> it's, I, I, from memory, it's got Jonathan Kent on the cover, right? It's a family affair. Yeah, I'm 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 reading Superman for Superman, not for John. I'll say that much. Uh, if I wanted to read about John, then I would go pick up a John comic book. You know, I'm buying the Superman title so I can read about Superman. I'll just say yeah. that much. Plus, the writing was all weird and the dialogue was very uh, Bendisy. Yeah, yeah, oh. <laughs> more so than usual. Um, so I was like, ah. but you know, I'm still looking forward to action comics. The next action comics that's mm-hmm. been good so but could yeah it, could it well be like uh you know how people like you know writers write for for potential arcs and trades could you know could this be just like a an episode for the greater story like yeah well, I'm, that's I'm just what i'm worried to, about these yeah. all written cells trades i don't want this next five issues to be this i guess you'll uh, know more what i mean when i when yeah. you read it so okay i guess i'm being the uh, the devil's advocate here uh, because yeah i've been quite I've been quite enjoying Bendis' run on both books. I mean, we've discussed this as well. Uh, yeah, no, this recently. is easily so, the weakest issue ah, okay. out of okay. the Superman books. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I've got I've got it. Now I'm sitting on the pile. I'll read it, and uh, we'll share our thoughts after the show for sure. Yeah, sure. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
Yes, I guess. Well, we will. Yeah, Connor. I'm just thinking. Anyway, look. Let, let's let's broaden it a little. Uh, so, apart from um, apart from the Superman Seven, of course, uh, have you been partaking in any other readings? Uh, you know, not necessarily latest issues and stuff, but any other any other books of note that you? Well, liked? I on my big read through, which started with John Byrne's Man of Steel, I finished Return of Superman mm-hmm. uh, the last week. And then I saw Death and Return, uh, Death and Reign of the Superman at the oh, cinema. Right. Oh, yes. Very positive comments I saw from your page. Yeah. I, well, I really liked um, Death. Death was great on the big screen. Reign was disappointing, but it was still good. Mm-hmm. Um, Reign of the Superman, I think, uh, all the changes they made and all the... Ah, uh, like, it's, Any yeah. like I think that the four Superman they carried the movie. Yep. And that was like I don't know if I could I don't know if I can accredit that to the people who made the movie because they just took their personalities from the comics if that makes sense. But it was cool to see them. Well, a good adaptation onto onto the on the screen. Yeah, right? it was a good adaptation of them, I suppose. Yeah, but everything else is like eh. Um, and they they set up stuff. They they cut out like my favorite moment from the book. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And it's not that it's my favorite moment. It's it's such a crucial moment in the book. It sort of drives everything. Right. And it's just not in the movie, and it just feels weird, the movie. Oh. So, but anyway. Um, I'm sure we'll review it down the yeah, track sometime. Yeah, I, I won't spoil it since you haven't read it. Yeah. So. I was yeah. about to ask your rating of it, but um, we can easily do that as a whole, as an, ep- an episode. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, so, other than that, though, I have just been reading Green Lantern. Ooh, the Grant Morrison? Um, no, no, I got the, um, you got the Green Lantern 75 Years hardcover. I've been reading through that, uh, okay. plus some other stories from older eras online, and that's some really awesome stuff, so. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, I, yeah. listen, I, uh, I watched just recently, I hadn't seen it before, I watched Deadpool 2. Just you know this, and I've um, yeah. I read, and it actually it piqued my interest again to to watch the Green Lantern movie. I've got that in um, on my shelf somewhere. Yeah, it's really reviled. Yeah, um, I, I didn't really I mind saw it, it much. Yeah, because I, I saw it, and I'm like, this is no worse than yep. like a, a typical like MCU movie, like a mediocre MCU yep. installment. Like yeah, it's no agreed. worse than that. Agreed. But I guess maybe maybe when it came out, that wasn't the MCU wasn't really a thing. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd be interested to do a, a rewatch. Um, I I didn't mind it the first time round. I like uh, from memory. I think it's Skarsgård. He he is Sinestro. I think that's no. It. Mark Strong is Sinestro. Oh no, Mark Strong. So there's another. But he's dude. very good. Yeah, there's another dude in there. He uh is not he's not Sinestro. He's uh he, he's the other villain in it. You know the guy he, he he becomes slightly deformed. I haven't seen it in yeah, ages. Yeah, him. Yeah, he's a good actor. He was he's a guy that did um that was it in in the latest it movie. Oh uh, really? Yeah, well, I didn't yeah. know that. He's a good he's a serious actor. Um Yeah. Anyway, uh okay, yeah, when a Green Lantern. Oh yeah, I reckon a revival's in order, Connor. Yeah, Lantern. there's all sorts of rumors like a Green Lantern core movie or something. I don't know, yeah. I guess we'll I guess we'll find out. Yeah. I, yeah. 
Well, you know, I love the old cosmic aspect to it, to him. And, oh yeah, the cosmic Superman. It's great. It's great. So, yeah, okay. So, Greenland Superman. That's uh, that'll be keeping you busy over the last um, what a couple of weeks. I guess that would. Be yeah, good. yeah. I've, I haven't been reading as much as I have because I just read so much in one mm. block. Burnout. So not, not really burnout. I'm just like I don't have to meet a deadline anymore. So I'm just exhaustion. Relaxing now. Yeah. yeah you know, right. I'm not. I'm not trying to read like eight issues a day. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I've been um. Been on the hunt actually, Connor. Mm. Looking for. That's so funny because I haven't even haven't even read most of these stories. I've got All Star on uh, on digital, and I've got Kingdom Come on digital. Yeah, you've read you've read five issues of All Star, haven't you? You're up to the Smallville. Six, yeah, the Smallville. Issue. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, very good. Re- really, mm. really enjoying. It. I can see why it is a solid piece of Superman um, lore. I guess um, I, I am hesitant to say that because I know that you don't really you cringe at the idea that. Um, it's held up in such high regard, if I can it's say It's not that. that it's held up in high regard. It's just it's that people... people well, kind of, they, they expect that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, that, that's yeah. the problem with it. And we yeah. talked about a similar thing with the Richard Donner mm. Superman. Except it's different because this is really good, but this is a very... That book is very specifically... Superman's at, like, the end of his career, you know? Mm. It's a very, it's an older and wiser Superman, and it has a very specific tone. Yeah, has a very specific vision and tone. Yeah, that and like not every Superman comic should be like that because then there was there was actually a really good quote someone made about All Star and everyone expecting. Yeah, if, if everyone expects books to be like that, and then it just becomes fan service and yeah, not okay. good and not creative. Yeah, um, I can see that. That's true. It's very. It reminded me. Uh, look, it's very different in the same vein as well but it it reminded me also of silver surfer requiem in the sense of yeah superman. i've heard that's very good it is yeah it is good but it's a lot it's a lot uh shorter obviously yeah it's four issues right yeah 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 uh but kind of you know, similar premise there's um yeah the terminal kind of affliction yeah uh, yeah which um which you know with all-star um and I'm saying this as a newbie, and I don't know what is up ahead. So whatever I may say, may say maybe total, you know, total fudge. But um, yeah, it it touches upon you know Superman's affliction in the early issues. But I don't really, I don't really um, invest in it that much yet. I, I enjoy the uh, I enjoy the adventures that he goes through. Rather than, it's not a common thread for me. It's not. It's not a, a a deal breaker. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it's not such a main theme in the book yet that he's dying. Yeah, I mean, I mean you're less you're less than halfway through yeah. the book, so I mean, it sprouts. It sprouts every now and again. That oh yeah, so you know, Lois, I'm I'm doing this because um, I'm doing this for Lois because you know he's obviously got like no no spoilers. Yeah, it will it will get worse later as it goes on like Wor- any illness um, okay okay worse in a good yeah. way of storytelling yeah you mean the condition his, his condition yeah his yeah. condition okay cool um because Ooh. it's like any illness like that i guess yeah. well overexposure to sun <laughs> 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 um it, yeah so you know it, it's yeah i mean let's not talk about all stuff because that's like that's like of multiple course. podcasts yeah um, yeah yeah absolutely i'm really because the the, the yeah. whole book is about 
it, it is about Superman's illness, but it's mm. more about Superman's mythology and, okay. you know, sort of summing up okay. yeah, all these aspects of him. Well, um, you know, I'm, I'm digging it, so uh, I'm continuing to read that, that bad boy. And I've been looking, I've been hunting for, for some trade, like a trade of it or something. Mm. Because I'm, yeah. already, I'm already impressed, Conrail, five issues in, I think it's trade worthy. I think, it, I think it's deemed worthy to sit on my shelf amongst the other titans of graphic novels. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, maybe, maybe you'll finish it and you'll be like, oh, crap, this is absolute edition worthy. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, so we, we, we obviously can dedicate multiple episodes to... Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to whenever we do that because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's, may, maybe we'll just do it. Um, oh, we want to maybe, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, I don't know, we'll play it by ear. We'll play, we'll play it'll it happen here. though. Uh, so yeah, just a little shout out to all the all the other newbies out there. Do yourself a favor, go get yourself a copy of All Star. It's uh, from one newbie to another. It's uh, it's a ripping yarn so far. So, yep, yep, two thumbs, two Zod thumbs up. Yeah. Do they, do they have two thumbs? Do, they, uh, do Zod only Kryptonians have more than two thumbs? Or uh, he, Zod has two thumbs. <laughs> okay, cool. Just checking. You know, they're aliens after all, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. We're, we're just distant cousins. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> distant, distant cousins to stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So let's get on to these... Um, that, let's get on to these issues. Mm-hmm. So as, as we usually do, we'll talk about the cover, mm-hmm. then we'll fly away, and then we'll do the synopsis so let's start off with the first issue yep uh, dark knight over metropolis superman part one of three green death in crime alley uh i love this cover i think i think all the i think the first two covers are really awesome yeah i uh, i love the noir sort of style of like the fog the mist the murder scene okay yep and you know batman superman sort of looking on it i love the way it's all shaded and stuff it's very grimy it is very grimy yeah for me, um, all three covers, there's there's a lot happening on there. Uh, so much so that you have the Superman logo pushed down to fit the Dark Knight yeah. over Metropolis. I mean, you know, again, this is not unseen. You have this in many comics. Um, but what it compromises is the the scale of the artwork on the front cover. Uh, yes. And there's a lot of stuff. It's good art, as you say. I do, I do like it. And I, I do note the, the noir aspects. Um yeah, this is this is a good one. Um, I particularly enjoy Superman's depiction more than Batman. Okay. Yeah, just because uh, I don't know the uh, the lighting, the uh, oh, can I use a bit of a, an art student? Is that right? Kioscuro is uh, <laughs> is used to better effect. There you go, light and dark. I don't know if that's an appropriate use of the yeah, term. Yeah, I can I can see that. Yep. I still think they're both done very well, though. Superman's um, more ripped. Look at him. He is, but he's he's a uh, well, he's super superhuman. He so superhu- <laughs> he's superhuman. He is. Batman's got the cape going. The cape's almost alive. It's uh, it's all over. Yeah, the place. it's all flowing. Um, yeah. yeah, you're right. There is there is a lot going on in this cover. It's it's almost like a I want to say a book cover, but. Mm. Uh, you know, it's, it's definitely not a typical comic book cover. No. It's framed in all uh, black as well. It actually makes yeah. it look, look a bit more special for some reason. 
Yeah, like a prestige miniseries ah, or something. Yes, prestige, um, yeah. You know, with the foil covers. Ah, yes, uh, the lenticular. The, the, the cards. The cards, the friggin' embossed, the bloody holographic. It's all there. Yeah. Uh, so I have the, the X-Men where Wolverine gets his uh, skeleton ripped out <gasps> by Magneto. <gasps> Fatal Attractions, do you really? And uh, awesome. it, uh, the Gambit card is on the front. Oh, okay. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I looked up. It's not worth that much. Oh, um, oh! It was it was a sealed one, was it? And it had a gambit card in there. Did it? Yeah. Okay. All oh, right. Okay. I, I I haven't got that issue myself. But that was big in the nineties. Oh yeah. The huge. poly bag with the, the card in there, or some sort of limited edition hoo ha. Yeah, and then like they they did that. One of the things like they did that Death of Superman, the black cover with the red S is like a prestige item, but like everyone got it, so it's not worth yeah, anything even yeah. now. <laughs> That's right. And the 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 bag was opaque from memory, right? It, it just, I don't know. It was a it was a black plastic with just red, uh, a red Superman logo. Yeah, that's what I got. I remember. But yeah, you're right. It's worth like one fifty at most or something like that. Same with the X Force. X Force number one. Bloody hell! I got about like five or six issues. I, I was I was a greedy little friggin' brat when I was young. You were talking about people earlier on about buying multiple copies. Friggin' I I bought big. Where did that get me? Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, the comics from the series generally aren't worth that much because yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I also like the green tinge on everything. In this cover as well, like even the background's a bit green. Yep, and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. Really? I think it's a really nice cover. I'm a big fan of the sort of style it's going for, I guess as well. So yeah, yeah, it's a very stylized. Well, it's funny. The guy in the foreground is very detailed, but Batman and Superman are quite stylized. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that guy's just well, he's a dude. He's not a superhero. Yeah. But it's a nice contrast, though. Oh, it is. It is. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess. Well, are we ready to fly over to, well, we'll be flying back and forth from Gotham Metropolis a bit, I guess, but we'll mostly be staying Metropolis. Are we we ready to go over to Uh, a screening of Gone with the Wind? I got my flyby points as well. Let's go. All right. Up, 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 and and away. Green Death in Crime Alley. Amanda McCoy is a disgruntled ex-employee of LexCorp who, after being fired for suggesting Clark Kent was Superman, decided to prove to herself that her theory was correct. After attacking Clark Kent with a kryptonite ring she stole from Lex Luthor to prove that he was Superman, she is scared she has killed him and runs away from the abandoned cemetery where they met. She is then abducted and killed by thugs while walking home and the ring falls through a sewer grate. Present. Jose Delgado, aka the Gangbuster, is currently acting as Cat Grant's bodyguard due to her being marked by Intergang. They and her son Adam exit the movies while a shadowy figure on the rooftops tails them, as well as an undercover cop acting as extra protection. Despite Jose's protests, Cat opts to take a shortcut through a dark alley, where they are ambushed by an invisible assailant. Jose manages to dispatch the assailant while the shadowy figure is revealed to be Superman himself. Superman interrogates this so-called blind spot and warns him to leave Cat Grant alone. Meanwhile, at the morgue, Police Inspector Henderson is informed of the body of a woman, 
Amanda McCoy, but they don't know that yet, that was found, battered and beaten and left for two weeks. Henderson is disgusted that something like this could happen outside of Suicide Slum and worries that Metropolis is going the way of Gotham, where we cut to find a statement done by Commissioner Gordon that violent crime is on the rise in Gotham City. The Batman comes across a homeless man being mugged and steps in, stopping the crook but unfortunately the homeless man is dead from a heart attack. Inside the man's box, Batman discovers a ring with a green radioactive gem that seems to glow. Meanwhile at LexCorp, Le Luther is furious to find that his kryptonite ring has been stolen right from under his nose, while Intergang plan the next attack on Cat Grant and decides to get Superman out of the way by baiting him with Lois Lane and Clark Kent. They make plans to attack the upcoming journalist banquet which is being hosted by Luther himself. Back in Gotham, Batman studies the ring in his Batcave and has traced it back to Metropolis, where he decides to attend the journalist banquet he was invited to so he can meet with Clark Kent. They know each other's identities at this point, since he will be working in, the in his city. Meanwhile, Superman flies off to his fortress in the Antarctic and fixes the damage done by the Eradicator, rebuilding the statue to his Kryptonian parents. He then flies back to Metropolis to meet Lois Lane for a date as Clark Kent. There. Mm. That was the first issue. That was the first um, issue. And I think, uh, yeah, Jerry Ordway. Uh, so, yeah, the, the credits here. So, Jerry Ordway is the artist and the writer. Dennis Janke is the inker. Glenn Whitmore is the colorist. John Costanza is the letterer. John Peterson is the associate editor. And Mike Collins the editor. Now, this is part of the Triangle era. So these three stories were released in the three ongoing Superman titles at the time, and each were written by a different writer, but the writers were very close with each other. They'd email each other. Well, not email, but, like, they'd meet up with each other mm -hmm. uh, to plan out these plots and stuff, but there's still a bit of a disjoint sometimes from one issue to the next, and, like, I read through a lot of the Triangle Era recently, mm -hmm. and I have to say, Jerry Ordway is easily the best writer <laughs> okay. out of uh, everyone here. Um, Roger Stern's not bad, though. Roger Stern's pretty good, actually, but uh, Jerry Ordway, I guess, he out of all of these guys, he's had the longest experience with the character. Yeah. Um, he was around since John Byrne's reboot. Okay. Uh, he started off as an artist, but yeah, so I don't know. That's just something I want to point out because it'll come up in the next issue where I get annoyed at something. But yeah, and yeah. this, this is uh, the triangle era, as you were saying as well. Um, we were talking, I think, a while ago. These days, DC. Didn't, were you the one that told me about Grant Morrison um, not being forthcoming with yes. his idea? Yeah, uh, it seems very, very silo mentality uh, in DC. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Just for reference, what Ray's talking about is when the New 52 launched, mm. there was two Superman titles. You had Action Comics and you had Superman. But Action Comics was set at the start of his career, so Superman was set about five years into the future. Mm -hmm. uh, George Perez was writing Superman and Grant Morrison was writing Action Comics, but Morrison wasn't really telling anyone what his plans were. Mm. So basic stuff like other... Are the Kents still alive in this continuity? Yeah. And, you know, like, George Perez couldn't find that stuff out. Um, I think that'd be detrimental to... Well, it, it was. Yeah. Perez left after the first six issues because he didn't want to deal yeah. with that. Uh, well, he, yeah. was, he said he was hindering his writing, like, and he wasn't satisfied with what he was putting out. Um, and I just think it's funny because I get why Morrison wouldn't really tell anyone. Maybe Morrison didn't know 
exactly what he plans to do with the Kents. Maybe he plans to have them alive at the end or something. I don't know. Well, um, that would that would be an explanation if he himself didn't know. Either way, like it's up to DC editorial, like Dan Didio, you know, to sort of take care of that and to make sure that your writers are, yeah, you sure. know, able to do, able to work. That, that's <laughs> like, right. I mean, but though you know, let's face it. Um, I'm not sure how it is. In, well, it's like the Bendis ones now. They can probably be they can be read independently of one another. Definitely, yeah. And same with Marvel. A lot of continuity is just out the window. It's, it seems like almost passe. Um, but you know, around that time, when, when was the new Fifty Two? Was that in the not? Uh, 2011. Oh, okay, okay, not that long ago. Okay, yeah, oh, I don't know. Anyway, I was saying like in the nineties. That would have been a lot more, we were discussing, would have been a lot more important. Um, but yeah, 2011 is yeah. kind of, kind of recent yeah the, yeah, the the runs didn't have to be connected, but like yeah. you couldn't find out basic aspects of what Superman's life is like Yeah, from the guy who was writing, you yeah, know, right. Superman's origin. Yeah, so. that, that should be simple questions, right? Should be simple answers. Yeah. yeah. Are the Kents alive? Yeah. Oh, jeez. I can't, I can't tell you that, George. Yeah, um. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah, okay, any, what about Krypton? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, on to this issue. Yeah. Um, I like it. I like the artwork. The artwork's, the artwork's I mean, great. I, I, like, I like Jerry Aldway. Jerry Aldway is a great artist and... Artwork is fantastic. You know yeah. what, what Jerry Aldway does really well? And he's not the only artist that does it, but it was very apparent here. His faces, mm. lots of people, they're so individual. Uh, yes. They're so distinct. Uh, no, not to be disparaging of, of some artists, but look, I'll call out some of them. Um, like John Byrne, mm-hmm. John Byrne, for instance, yeah. a fantastic artist. I love his art, but his characters tend to all look the same facially. Uh, does that make sense? Do you kind of can you see that? Yourself? I don't think they look the same, but some oh, like they do. They do. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go as far as say the same. They look similar though. Very like, similar. Very the similar. The start of a there's the vampire issue which we both read. He did like when it was Bruce Wayne undercover at the start. Yeah. Oh. I didn't know. That's that's Art Adams. Art Adams was the uh, John oh, Byrne. Really? John Byrne wrote it. Yeah. Oh, he didn't draw it. Ah. No, actually. Now the thing about it, yeah, that that's not John Byrne artwork. No, um, no, that's Art Adams. Yeah. Well, either way, I was going to say I didn't know if it was Bruce Wayne or Clark. Uh, yeah, was, I, uh, I didn't as well. I, I thought it was. Yeah, I, I assumed it was Clark as well. Yeah. Um. No, but uh, I don't know. I look at Danny Rand. I look at Wolverine. I look at uh, not the Submariner, but some of John Byrne's art. Uh, to an extent, sometimes Superman, and I see similarities. Um, yeah, there is similarities. Yeah. But yeah. not here. Not here, no. Yeah. This is fantastic. Jose Delgado, uh, there's a, a picture early on. And then you you look at Cat Grant and Lois Lane. There's a picture of Lois Lane I really love towards the end. Um, uh, she just looks really, I don't know, really... Her, her facial expression is really good. Uh, same with Perry White. Fa- like fantastic facial expressions. And he keeps it consistent the way all the way. So, um, yeah, hats off to, to Ordway there. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, so I really liked, uh, it's good how there's like a case file at the start of each issue mm-hmm. to tell you who all these characters are. Yep. I um, mean, I like how it is like a police case file. I think yep. that's a pretty cool touch. It's only for this arc that they do the police case file, but yeah. You... I, and I like the little newspaper clips that sort of give you a yeah. peek as to what's going on in. Yes. 
yeah, that, Metropolis that was a, or Gotham. That's a good, that's um, a good tool, uh, I must say. Um, did do you know most of these characters anyway? Oh yeah, yeah, okay, all, okay. Well, um, even even the Dick Tracy guy at the beginning, the Slam Bradley. Oh no, I didn't know him. He okay. might have popped up earlier, but like, okay, he, he tells you who he is soon enough. He do, he does look like a Dick he Tracy. Does, he does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, so um, you know, you know Jose Delgado. Yes, Jose Jose yeah. comes in pretty early in like he would. Like Man of Steel Volume Two, I believe he would probably come in then. So okay, uh, I He's really like cool. how. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually curious as to what you thought of him because I think he's pretty cool. Uh, um, look, his his costumes pretty nineties for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I just love the fact that yeah, he is totally just human and he's just you know, he's a tough hombre. That's all. That's all he is. Um, and. Uh, you get the sense of that first, where they're attacked by Blindspot, and he actually holds his I own. Love, I love yeah. how he takes out uh, Blindspot. Uh, yeah, with the popcorn. Yeah, yeah I love yeah, that yeah. touch. Like he, the yeah. guy's invisible, so he throws the popcorn to see where he is. Yeah, very smart thinking, really good. And just kicks him in the head. Like uh, he gets, he gets floored after that, but it was still. Yeah. Yeah, no, oh, no, no, he doesn't get floored. No, no he, gets, he gets he gets floored, he gets floored first. Yeah, and he, Dick Tracy's getting floored simultaneously. So. <laughs> <laughs> Whap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's gone. Um, but no, he's he's good. I like him throughout the. Um, uh, yeah, so the, the whole story. deal with him, I think Marv Wolfman created him. Okay, and Jerry Ordway, uh, he's kind of like the Daredevil of Metropolis. They like did a ah. direct. Like, they said he was directly influenced by Daredevil with, like, the nunchucks and stuff. Oh, um, wow. And the sort of gritty, his gritty uh, persona, yeah. I guess. Yeah. In his gangbuster outfit. Because he's based in Suicide Slum, which right. is, like, the really bad neighborhood of Metropolis. I guess the Hell's Kitchen of Metropolis is Suicide oh, Slum. okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's where, like, a lot of, most of, like, the really bad street-level crime and stuff is there. So that's where he's sort of based. And and what's, I mean, that's probably the answer. What, what? has driven him to become a vigilante um well basic it goes into it basically just he used to run like a youth group or something and there was just constant gangs and stuff and people kept dying and i think lex corp was running like a recruitment thing under a different name like they were recruiting teens off the streets to turn them into super soldiers which is a classic classic lex luther thing to do really (laughs) um so that's how he got drawn in but yeah he's a cool character he really drove me nuts at first though i hated him yeah at first, because I thought he was like a a character with no flaws, and he was like a love interest for Lois Lane. I hate him, but then oh. he became um he became like a really good character pretty quickly. So yeah, yeah, cool. I've no idea what he's doing these days though. Might be dead for a while. So jeez, oh, or may have acquired some superpowers or something. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Hang around these, yeah. And and what do you think of early on here? What do you think of this? Uh, what do you call it? Is it a red herring? Of uh, you, you yeah. believe it's Batman. I totally thought it was Batman because. But what was the point of that? I don't, I didn't really. I don't get the point either. Um, it was just a flourish, a needless flourish, I thought. Um, but you even get to the point where one of these panels is just a silhouette, and I guess it's Superman's hair. He's flying yeah, but it wind. looks like <laughs> Batty is. Look like Batty is. And it's the way fun. he holds his cape, like Superman yeah. never holds his cape like that. Yeah. So I think it was a bit too. I think know, it was like a bit, uh, a bit too cutie. I, I think Superman never really looks like that. I mean, yeah. it's like a neat little twist. Yeah. But at the same time, when I was pointless, reading this, I'm pointless, like, so. 
I was also like, wait, Superman waited that long before coming down? Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, absolutely pointless. Um, like, anyway. Dick Tracy was getting beaten up, and Delgado <laughs> was on the ground, and Superman wasn't down there yeah, in a yeah. heartbeat. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I know. I do, got, yeah. yeah. I love how Superman puts the works on a blind spot here, though. Uh, what, just... Just oh, like just ripping out his thing and pretty much oh, saying, yeah. "Hey, you're disarmed and forewarned." Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he's he's nothing, isn't he? He's nothing to to Superman. Blind spot. No. Um, yeah. So yeah, pretty. Um, it surprised me actually. I preferred blind spot when you couldn't see him. <laughs> his, uh, his, yeah. his costume looked dodgy. Oh, the classic, well. the classic pink and purple. Yeah. Um, come on. You know. Yeah, but uh, no, it was a, it was a good opening to to this uh, this issue. And um, I'll, I will say my, this McCoy character, whose death sort of drives this whole thing, mm. um, her death was actually pretty shocking when I read it because she was a character that popped up way back in Superman 2. Oh, wow. You know, like in, in the John Byrne run. Right. And it's like she'd been around constantly and, you know, it's like, well, what's she going to do next? You know, she was always kind of in the background a lot of the time. Yeah. And then she just gets killed by these thugs, <laughs> like just mugged and killed pretty oh, much. It's quite, um, it's quite grisly. I thought there were, there were very the two, grisly. Yeah, the, t- the two aspects. For the the first one is her death, but the description uh, she was beaten beyond recognition. Um, yeah, they don't they don't show you anything. No, they don't. Um, but, but like they do describe that. Exactly. Like, she's pretty much unrecognisable with how badly she was beaten. Exactly, so. and they're saying you know, it could have been a tyre iron, a steal pipe. I mean, this yeah, is... So you, very left with, Yeah, left with your imagination. But not only that, I thought um, was a little um, little dark was... Uh, I was, uh, you know, slightly affected by that death of that homeless dude. I mean, again, really good artwork by Ordway, showing the guy very emaciated. Uh, he's described as jaundice, acute alcoholism. Um, but I, I wasn't expecting him to just cark over and die, you know? Um, yeah, there's this real thing here that both mm. cities are just going through this really dark period. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like, they do mention, like, you know, the inspector, he's disgusted that... Because this happened outside of Suicide Slum, and the inspector's, like, mm. appalled that this has happened yeah. in Metropolis. Um, you know, and I don't think it's, like, overly gruesome. You know, I think it. No, I think no. it sets the tone very well. Well, it's um, a, it surprised me. That's all. Um, yeah, just, it, it is surprising. Just how dark it can actually turn. Um, and yeah, so yeah, because you got this blind spot goof at the start, and yeah. then it takes this uh, very murder. Yeah. You know, noir sort of. Uh, but I, I love that whole the sequence in the alley in Gotham of the homeless man getting mugged. I thought, yeah, as you said, the artwork's really good. Batman's done. Yeah. Really well. Yeah. In those, um, and I, I do love the line where he's like, "Hey, I'm being ripped off by Batman. What's this world coming to?" <laughs> that, that was actually funny. Yeah, so it's such yeah. a funny, funny mix of dark, and you have. I, I laughed at that because it's such a light moment. Um, yeah, yeah, the, but it's in the middle of this pretty grim. Yeah, there's so much um, happening. So uh, yeah, but it never, it never contrasted in a bad way for me. It never took me out of the moment. No, no, so. no. no, exactly. I mean, because this, this poor sob is a you know he's just a street level just a thief uh he's up yeah, against he's, he's up like against a... yeah he's up against batman you know a, a very legendary figure and then yeah i guess you've got to just you know he can't do anything you've got to be a bit cynical no he can't yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um but yeah drawn really well uh, you were referring to that last shot were you at the bottom where he's flying away or swinging away that was a pretty iconic i think 
mm. kind of shot. Um, I think I think Batman's generally drawn pretty well. Like in the Batcave too. Like he's yeah. got a very human face. Yep. Yeah. You know, you can sort of see. I don't know. It's just um. Even drinks tea with Alfred. Yeah. No, I just I really like uh, Page. So yeah, when he's drinking tea, that last panel on the right. Yeah, that's a good close up of his face. I really liked. um, Yeah, that is a good shot. So Um, yeah, um, I think yeah for that first issue, I think that's all I have to say really. Yeah, there's not there's not Um, too much because it's most it's mostly set up for what's to come. Yeah, there's there's a lot of setup. Um, You see a bit of Lois at the end. Actually, I just noticed in the last panel, Batman up in the corner. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I didn't notice. That first. <laughs> just thought it was a, a broken flag, a torn flag. I don't know. I guess I just didn't notice it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, I can see what you, you. I can see how you do it. If you look at it inversely, it could look like um, the night sky. Yeah, I was. I was clouds. paying attention to. Yeah. yeah, I was paying attention to the bottom, not the top, but it is noticeable if you. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, yeah. I like uh, sorry, but just to end it though, I do like Clark's. Um, he's smooth. He's a smooth talker, isn't he? Oh, he's um, a very smooth character. My mother yeah. used to tell me about girls like you. It's like, and that sounds like a bad thing. Oh, Lois says, what'd she say? She told me not to let them get away. Oh, oh God, well, yeah. <laughs> how's that, eh? All right, they breed them well over in Krypton. Yeah, I think I think this is where they just start dating. Actually, oh really? Well. Okay, uh, yeah. So this is like the beginning of ah. their relationship. It's because they kind of hated each other for ages. So well, a long well, time. Yeah. She she hated him for ages anyway. Yeah, he was pining, wasn't he? Yeah. Did he love? Does he? Did he love any? I mean, I know Lana Lang or whatever, but did he love anyone else before Lois? Yeah, there was Laurie Lamaris, the mermaid. Oh, um, mermaid, of course. Yeah, that was like one story, but that is there, and it is part of our... A it's a good story. It's not a bad story. Yeah. Was it a fling, was it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Ooh. they couldn't... They obviously couldn't get together because, well, she was a mermaid. Yeah. So uh, Clark still wanted to get together, but she was like, no, I must go, and he was like, oh, man. Well, he could breathe so, underwater. He can just stay indefinitely. I, no, this one can't breathe underwater. The mermaid? No, Superman. Oh, can he? Oh, no. oh! This is the um. You're telling, yeah, okay, telling me. This before. is I have to hold my breath in space. Yeah. Jeez, eh? Oh God. Okay, Ray's, Ray's world getting crumbled again. I know. Far out. <laughs> this Truths. is Superman, not this... ordinary man. Oh, no, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> not just man. This is Superman. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, a pretty solid first issue. Yep. Uh, shall we go on to part two then? Yeah. Sure. Okay. So, Dark Knight over Metropolis Part Two, taken to the grave. After his date with Lois, Clark finds a note left by Batman in his apartment requesting they talk. Superman flies to Metropolis pondering what trouble is happening in his city that Batman himself has appeared. Batman, meanwhile, is appearing is breaking into the morgue where Jane Doe, McCoy's body, is held as it has slight radiation poisoning and Batman suspects that she held the ring before the homeless man. During his examination, he is caught by a cop who says they don't tolerate his kind in Metropolis. Batman says the law takes too much time and then asks the officer what he's going to do to stop him, shoot him in the back, and then he walks away. Superman hears the alarm from the morgue going off and flies over. Seeing a shadowy figure on the rooftop on the way, he confronts them. It turns out to be Jose Delgado in his gangbuster attire, watching Cat Grant's apartment from the rooftop. Superman and Gangbuster then talk where Superman compliments him and they reminisce about all the times he's been dangerously injured. Batman then shows up and says if Gangbuster couldn't stand the heat, then he wouldn't be there. 
Batman then says he needs to talk to Superman alone, and they depart with Gangbuster reflecting on Batman being just an ordinary guy like him. Jose is then ambushed by two villains from Intergang, Chiller, who can take other people's forms and disguises himself as Cat Grant, as Shockwave brings down the roof beneath him and knocks out Delgado, capturing him and taking him out of the picture. Meanwhile, Batman informs Superman of his investigation and shows him a picture of the body whom he identifies as the woman who cornered him and revealed his identity. He informs Batman that the ring she used can kill him and has every reason to believe Luther is mixed up in all this. Batman doesn't tell Superman that he has the ring as he thinks it might come in handy later. They then head to LexCorp together and break in despite Superman's grumblings about breaking and entering, which Batman points out will be much more effective than Superman trying to intimidate Luther into giving him what he wants. Superman shorts out all the characters of this heat vision and they hack a computer near Luther's vault. They discover that the woman is Adam, uh, Amanda McCoy and they find her address, while Superman worries if Luther knows who he really is. Then they, leave, then they leave before Luther's guards arrive and make a plan to go to his banquet and then McCoy's address. At the journalist's banquet, Clark, Lois and Bruce are socialising when Luther shows up and meets Bruce for the first time. Lex brings up how Clark saved his life when Intergang attacked a few months ago and speak of the devil, Intergang arrive again and start trashing the banquet, killing people indiscriminately while looking for Clark and Lois. Lex pushes Clark out of the way of incoming fire and tells him to consider his debt repaid. Clark then heaps up the pool with his heat vision to create enough steam for him to change into Superman and Bruce also changes into Batman. Superman and Batman take care of Intergang and realise it was a diversion and that they must have Cat Grant so they both set off to find her. Chill has kidnapped Cat Grant disguised as Jose Delgado and Shockwave gets the order to execute Delgado and make it look like an accident so he causes the building to fall on the both of them. Okay, issue two. Yep. Uh, so this one was uh, written and drawn by Dan Jurgens. Uh, Art Thibbert, Thibbert, sorry, mm -hmm. was the ink artist. Albert de Guzman was the letterer. Glenn Whitmore was the colorist. Jonathan Peterson was the associate editor, and Mike Carlin was the editor. Uh, so yeah, mm. this is this is the Superman issue, is it? No. Hey. This is the Adventures of Superman. Uh, yeah, issue. yeah, the Adventures yeah, of Superman yeah. 467. And the previous one was the Superman issue. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Look, can I say straight off the bat? I mean, a, a positive start Go ahead. To, to part one. Um, what I found a little grating for me reading this was, uh, damn it, Superman and Batman are so damn chatty when they're w with each other. It was just a lot of talking, a lot of, I guess, explaining. Um, you know when you watch a movie and you can kind of tell that the actors, it's all driven by dialogue, and the actors, you can kind of tell the director must have said, you know, just, just walk down the street or just pretend you're folding clothes or, or do something. Otherwise, it's just two people just talking to each other. Yeah. That's kind of the sense that I got. There was a lot of just them just flying next to each other, um, having a chat, um, just discovering stuff. Uh, I found that a little... I mean, okay, and as a newbie, you know, these are big characters. Um, I just found it a little flat, just them just talking most of the time. I love the action, like, coming up towards the end, uh, but I found it a little flat in the middle of this issue. I mean, I like... You're... I think the talking makes sense because they are investigating. Like, the the whole thing is, like, a big investigation as to what's going on. Yeah. 
Um, I guess I'm not I'm not used to saying two superheroes so flamboyantly costumed, um, just doing mundane, very detect- mundane, like groundwork. Yeah, I can imagine Super uh, Batman doing it, of course, because he's a detective and blah blah blah. But just seeing them both together, it, it just seems stifling for me to see Superman. Just you know, it's it's almost as if he's been held back. He's um. You know, but I understand we're, we're, they're trying to progress the story forward. But yeah, I found it a little. I think it was also serving to illustrate the differences between them. Yeah. Um, yeah. like when they break, like Batman has no problems breaking entering in Lex's place, whereas like Superman's like I can't really take people down if I'm breaking the law like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Batman's well, like, well, this way we actually get information. Yeah, you know, and he's right because Superman. Every time Superman says a Luther, and he's like, "Tell me what's going on, blah blah." blah. Luther always has that smug smile <laughs> and goes, "I don't know what you mean, Superman." Yeah. Blah blah blah. My lawyers are blah blah blah. You know? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, well, I kind of enjoyed the there's that that scene where Super, uh, sorry, Batman again, sorry, he goes and investigates the um, the morgue. Yeah. Um, and but he comes across being bit of a dick i thought i thought is there's a bit of smugness there to batman to this this poor guy this poor cop that is just doing his job and superman's almost daring him um to you know batman oh sorry again yeah, batman, just <laughs> yeah always batman's just almost daring him to just you know you know watch me walk out of here you know, i'm not gonna do it. you know I'm, I'm above the law like man you are friggin arrogant that's oh, there's I, a reason. There's a reason he gets on Superman's nerves. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's that I, sort of I, attitude. Um, I'm glad I'm in Team Blue and Red, you know, uh, because that attitude. Yeah, that that little scene uh, really it's, uh, didn't didn't do me any favors for liking Batman. But anyway, yeah. Sorry, that, the, the, those are the, just the first initial thoughts. Um, how Batman's got what you call a low charisma score. <laughs> <laughs> Batman's well, not a charismatic individual. Um, well, he can he can be quite you know intriguing because of his dark nature, but yeah. He, yeah, he's a bit of a dick sometimes. I will, uh, I will disagree on that last statement as well. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm actually I'm am kind of on Batman's side generally though yeah. here because you know maybe it's part of the way Jurgens writes Superman. Mm-hmm. Jurgens isn't known for subtlety, especially around this era. Um, he does it. He does do a really good job now and then, but Superman's constantly like, you know, you're breaking the law, blah blah yeah. blah, you know, yeah. and it's like, well. They established as early as you wrote that in Burns Man of Steel where Superman, he doesn't like it, but he understands why Batman does what he does because Superman willingly limits himself with this code of law because he needs a guideline. Mm. You know, he doesn't want to become judge, jury, and executioner. He wants a guideline to follow so he never abuses his power. Well, he's got a lot more responsibility, doesn't he? He's got, like, powers of, like, a god, right? You've yeah. Got to, you've got so to be responsible. to keep in check, yeah. Yeah, which is kind of why he's sort of by the book a lot yeah. in this era. And, you know, but he recognises that Batman can't do that because Batman's just a guy. Yeah. And he needs to use all these tools and he needs to use fear intimidation to actually... You know, so Superman doesn't approve of his methods, but he understands them. Yeah. And then they're sort of having the same conversations here... Yeah. I get that this was written like a few years after that issue, but for me, their relationship had already been established and this just felt kind of repetitive. Yeah, well, th- this is the thing. Um, that, that's a danger, isn't it? When you put these two together, that's the immediate go-to of how do you how do you play them off each other? And of course, because they're like chalk and cheese. 
of course you're going to have Superman be that, look, you can't do that, you can't do that, and Batman ending up looking a lot cooler because he's kind of like the rebel, kind of going, yeah, I'm above the law, I can do this, you know, we've got to get results this way. Um, but, yeah, exactly, as you, uh, I t- I'm, I'm agreeing with you in the fact that, you know, that was established earlier. The danger of it is when they ever, they do come together, is that they just fall into this trap of just doing this same old rinse and repeat stuff. And I guess I guess they had to do it to remind you readers of what their relationship is like. Mm. Um, well, they've been teaming up. They team up a lot, don't they? And so does this happen not every around, time? Not no. around this era. This was okay. like their first big team up after the John Byrne mini. So this is actually a few years after that. Okay. Um, so I guess this is kind of a big deal. Like it's kind of their first big okay. team up outside of that. So... yeah. Like, because they, yeah, like, they, they have, like, occasional teams, like, that vampire story, um, yeah. you know. And they haven't met each other before, but they haven't been... The past couple of times Superman and Batman met each other, they weren't so... Superman wasn't so aggro. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, uh, I think one of the last times they met each other, Batman brought Robin. Uh, uh-huh. And it was... It was kind of like a little warm scene because Robin got to meet Superman and Batman's like, I brought him because I thought he'd be excited to meet you and they all sort of got along. Yeah. Whereas in this, they're kind of both like... Rrr, rrr. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, very... Um, yeah, and I mean, that's that's a... Mi- I understand why they did it. So it's a minor complaint. Like, I get mm. why they did it, but at the same time, it's like... Mm. I already know this. Yeah, that's right. And I, um, I guess you're right. I mean, in the 90s... They I guess do, it's, it's they the advantage it. of we yeah. get to read this straight after that other story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. back then, people would have wanted a refresher, so... There's a bit of time. Oh, look, you know, hey, let's not forget back in Marvel as well, back in the 90s, every every bloody issue likes to say, like, Wolverine would describe his power every time. You, yeah. You know, so yeah. It, it's it's not unheard of that this sort of thing happens. But, yeah, I mean, it is... Yeah, you're right. Power, the, the advantage of hindsight is, um, yeah... Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I still enjoy their interactions in this, though. It wasn't as over the top as it could have been. Um, yeah, I just, I just felt a little unfulfilled here. I thought, um, yeah, there was just a lot of. The I, I like the legwork sort mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I will say, like, this came out around the same time as World's Finest, and that did everything, like. The, the I I thought that created a lot more interesting parallels between them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and this because that had Clark going to Gotham yeah. and hanging out with Alfred uh, okay. and Bruce going to Metropolis okay and hanging out with Lois um, that's pretty cool and like it really contrasted their different methods and why they're needed in certain situations and yeah yeah I mean so in this I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I, I don't mind the legwork as well. I, I'm just thinking only because it, um, Phil, Phil me Perry, the guy um, who who's requested this arc uh, as well, he uh, he and I had the opportunity to go through his his favourite comics, and one of them was, was Daredevil 300. I, th- I think it was 300, yeah, the, the, the seminal one where um, Kingpin kind of falls. Uh, there's a lot of legwork in that. That's a double issue. It was like a big read. But that was done, I guess, I don't know. That, I found that a lot more enjoyable. Like, I don't mind, like, this... I don't really think that's of, comparable to this, though. It isn't, but I'm just thinking, like, I'm just thinking of something that really had not much action and it was all pretty much just um, investigative. That, 
in that sense. And, and it, it's because Phil is one of his favorite comics and he's requested this one. So I'm, I'm just drawing parallels there. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, but, I mean, I, yeah. I, get, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, it, it's a very slow burn. Mm. And this is more about the character interactions than the action. I know I'm making you sound like a Philistine, but that's not what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's about the the subtlety, right? No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess I mean I've read heaps. We've both read heaps of comics, and um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I've come across you know this. I've seen better done. That's all. Um, yeah, me me too. Yeah. Me too. Um, yeah. I guess this. I guess my 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 read of this is different because I read this as part of, like, this whole read-through. You know, I'd read every mm. issue before this yeah, okay. and everything, so this this wasn't me reading this as, like, a standalone team-up. This is me, oh, so yeah. after, like, hundreds of issues, Batman's coming back yeah. for yeah. a team-up. And it was naturally... For me, this was naturally progressing, like... You know, this didn't feel uh, out of place or anything. It didn't feel weird to me. Like, yeah. it, this, this type of storytelling just felt natural. Yeah. Um, no, I enjoyed the investigation sort of thing. Um, yeah. So I guess we, we come at it from different sort of perspectives yeah, and places as That's well. That it. being said, I know this is a pretty popular story okay. as a standalone as well. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And, you know, I guess I can, if you want like a little, a bit of a little grimy story with Superman and Batman, it's pretty good. <laughs> but yeah. uh, as you said, I believe there's better personality. Mm. Okay. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean the the art solid. Uh, it does provide great service for for for, for readers and stuff. But uh, yeah, again, yeah, you're right. As a newbie, we're both coming at from from different angles. Uh, the beauty of this show, uh, and so yeah. yeah, coming coming in, it just dropped into it. Uh, I found it a little a little bit there. But um, what I think it does do is it does set up them working together without the question of why does why are they working together? You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I can see why they're working together and why they need to work together. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, um, yeah. And no, there's all, there's right. also the aspect that Batman went to Metropolis and went to Clark, not the other way around as well. Um, oh, okay, why? Does that does it usually happen the well, other way around? Well, it's more... No, no, no. It's more like there's no complaint of why does Clark need someone's help when he has all these powers. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and plus, you know, as we've seen here, Batman's methods for this investigation are more effective than Superman's. Yeah, you know? they are. So yeah. It's just, Superman definitely does not need Batman's combat expertise, but you know, the, it's a meeting of the minds, so to speak. Um, Which again leads me to something I raised a while ago. I mean, Superman, his mental capacity, surely he can. Yeah, but he can't hack for... into computers. No, that's you know? true. That's true. Like, yeah, or break, true. or he doesn't know how to break into like a high tech, yeah, okay, that's installation. Yeah, um, no, that's fair enough. Like that's I'll give you, he knows how to dig up dirt on people, but like they, you know, hacking Lex Luthor's computers and stuff. Yeah, I can't enough. see. Nah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. So I pre, it, it doesn't feel forced. I guess that that's the whole thing. It doesn't. It doesn't this team up doesn't feel forced, which I like. So yeah, yeah, I had no issue. I thought this was it, 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 yeah, absolutely. Because we have we have talked about before how both of us don't have that much experience with Superman and Batman team ups. Yeah, and one of our was why. Does he need to team up with him? And I think yeah. making this story more about investigating and less about fighting stuff yeah. does it credit because they work a lot better together, I think, if they're, you know, oh, taking yeah. on mental challenges sure. as opposed to, look, how are we going to defeat that giant robot? Mm. I'll use my battering on its 
You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with that story, Connor. Well, <laughs> I want to see a giant robot. I want to see a batarang. Come on, uh, no. But, I, I really yeah. like some of the artwork here as well. Oh, the artwork's great. The artwork's great. And look, I totally agree with you as well. Not once did I think, oh, this team up is convoluted or, or forced in any way. Uh, it seemed it was it was quite reasonable. Um, yeah. So it never never came across my mind, which is a good a good thing for you know. It says a lot about the writing. Uh, really well done. Um, yeah. Sorry, the artwork you were mentioning. Oh, no, I just like it, like, a couple of shots as they're breaking into Luther's. Yeah. They're both very shadowy. I really like, uh, yeah, uh, Superman's eyes being red. Yep. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. There's just a lot of good shots in here. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, can yeah. I t- talk about, uh, the artwork's great. Uh, I'd like to talk about Gang Buster. Says I'm glad he hasn't used Gang Banger as his name. But, <laughs> uh, gang Buster uh, with his dog. Bang these gangs together. <laughs> <laughs> um Anyway, you're not wrong about him being influenced by Daredevil. I didn't put it t- together, but his suit is very similar in colour scheme to the original Daredevil. Mm, so it it's is so yeah. funny, isn't it? Wow, that is hilarious. I didn't notice. Um, I'm not a fan of his his uh, his chest emblem. Anything that is the only thing, the only time that kind of stuff works is for Ghostbusters. Um, anything else with a, a forbidden and sign. Oh, no, no, sign. the I forbidden sign. Yeah, the only thing with a forbidden sign that works is a Ghostbusters um, thing. Hmm. Everything else to me, it just looks, I don't know. For me, it's not like a, a chest emblem worthy thing. It, um, they do actually, because when he designs a costume, he says he puts the emblem there because he wanted a symbol like Superman. Yeah, okay. Like he was taking cues from Superman. I mean, I agree. I'm just saying, like, I think it's neat that they. Like, there's a reason he put a symbol on his suit. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's As opposed good. to, like, it's just there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. Um, um, similar to, yeah, it's just there, his shoulder pads and large collar. Kind <laughs> of authoritarian when you think about it. Like, well, no, of... no gangs allowed, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love it. Uh, well, it's, it's almost like Riot Squad gear as well, isn't it? Yeah, so. it, it definitely is. And I love, that's kind of what I like about Batman. Um, he's very... To me, he strikes me as very authoritarian despite working outside the law. Okay. Like, he's very... Um, like, if he had he, if he had a lot of power, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess it, it goes... It, there is a, there's a fair few, like, alternate reality future stories where Batman, you know, has Gotham locked down as this, like, authoritarian state under his pretty much control. So well, he, he has those traits, doesn't he? There's one... He does. Uh, there's one thing that I think of. Um, isn't it like he's got a contingency plan for everyone, even his friends? Yeah. That's a very, <laughs> you know... Um, well, he's so controlling. Controlling, <laughs> yeah, controlling trait of it, isn't it? Like, and it, and that's what brings up a lot of conflict with him and, yeah. uh, you know, Dick Grayson and stuff. Yeah. Um, currently known as Rick Grayson, apparently. Jeez, <laughs> oh, uh, wow, what a disguise. Yeah, um, oh, man. is and, you know how Bruce is so controlling and a bit of megalomaniac. Uh, yeah, it's got a bit of paranoid. That, um, well, definitely paranoid. Yeah, yeah. And, and this, what is this thing? What is this thing at the end here with Delgado saying, "Wonder how many times Batman's been shot paralyzed with barrel doesn't stop." I mean, he, come, come on, mate, have another pull. I mean, he's, he's just friggin' he's loving Batman there. Bit of bit of fanboyness there. I can see that though because throughout. Again, reading this from, like, where I know these characters, like, I know Delgado from the ground up, you know okay, what I mean, at this right, point? And Delgado has always had that sort of thing where he's... It's a yeah. bit of a conflict with Superman because Superman has these powers and he has to just work with yeah, 
Uh, so it makes perfect sense to me that he would actually idolize Batman if he ever saw him, because yeah. he's like, oh, this is actually a guy who's toe to toe with Superman, but he's like me. You know what I mean? He is um, doing what Delgado wants to do, like to the yeah. To the and at best. this point, Delgado yeah. has been like shot, and he has been paralyzed as okay. well. Like he's gone through the ringer. Yeah, right. Uh, so is that a building fall on him? Yeah. <laughs> well, we think you know, but. Uh, uh, yeah, and so what do we think of the villains here? Um, Chiller and uh, Shockwave. Extremely forgettable. Uh, <laughs> they are, they are I, not I think, really worthy villains, honestly. Um, yeah. I do love how... I like Chiller. I think he's pretty cool. I like the face. He's like Mask. In, um, I like I like his face, but they both just have that red costume. Yeah, I know. They're, I don't know they're why doing, they... They're yeah. doing the Clash. Yeah, they're doing the... Yeah, I prefer Clash, <laughs> to be honest. Freaking hell... <laughs> Um, Shockwave. I'm not a fan of Shockwave, but you're right. Nah. Chill is kind of cool, but I mean, Chiller's he's cool. he's chameleon. Yeah, he is. He is. You know, and I love I love chameleon Jose, that really evil sort of smile. Yeah, that and, he's got and like, he's, and he's kept the eyes as well, which is yeah, really eyes, which is really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was good. Oh, Chill is a bit yeah, but put them together and they look um they just look dodgy together. But I'm glad that they're not together. Um, so Shockwave obviously taking care of Delgado and Chiller. Um. Although he's briefly, they're briefly together, he goes off and, and abducts Cat Grant. The villains of this story are more... The villain of the story is more the mystery itself, not really yeah. these guys. Because oh, yeah. obviously, no, yeah. obviously they can be taken apart by these two. So, yeah. And going on to the party scene, which mm. I like, did you get Batman v Superman vibes from when Lex... Yeah, I did. I did, like, actually. Ooh, hey, look, Kent's special too. He's got... Absolutely. You know, he's in the middle of both of them. Yes, um, yes. That, obviously... You- yeah. Do you reckon there was some some uh, reference to, to uh, this? Possibly. I mean, possibly. Is, I'm it, not sure. Is this arc big enough to to you know be in the minds of the writers to go? Oh, maybe. I we... don't see. That's that's where I'm like. I don't think so. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if there was a moment like this in World's Finest as well. Okay. But um, I do love this image though, Lex in between them. Um, except obviously in this movie, uh, in this comic, Clark and Bruce are a lot friendlier to each other than. Yeah, in the movie. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, and they look like twins, kind of. <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah, I did really well. That's what I kind of like is because they do swap disguises now and then to fool people. Yeah. Um, yes. Into like, yeah, yeah. No, see, um, yeah, like when Clark dresses up as Batman and yeah. then Bruce Wayne stands and he's like, "Oh, see, I'm not Batman." Yeah, that I, works. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I I really like the imagery of that scene because it reminded me of the movie. Plus, you know, it's just it's cool. Lex talking to Bruce and Clark. Um, I don't know. Like, I like Lex as an antagonist to Bruce Wayne yeah. as well because yeah. it makes sense, obviously. He's another powerful businessman. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're both, like, the biggest corporations in their respective cities. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I also just loved... Um, I loved how quickly and eager Lex was to kind of repay his debt. To Clark yeah, Kent. he he really obsesses over that because um, yeah. yeah, as he mentions before earlier on, he say Clark saves his life. Yes, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Clark doesn't tell him; he only finds out through going through surveillance and stuff. And Luther's like, you know, he he cannot owe someone. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. I can I can imagine. Uh, so yeah. like yeah, like and Luther does something genuinely courageous. Yeah, even if it's for completely selfish reasons. Yeah, yeah, I like, know that. I don't, 
I don't want to be in debt to Clark Kent anymore, so I'm going to dive in the middle of this laser and yes. save his life. Yeah. Then the ledger's so. clean, and then yeah, he doesn't owe me anything. I don't owe him anything. Uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's, like, it's consider my debt paid, Kent. That's the first thing yeah, he says. Exactly. Um. <laughs> I, I love it. I love that sort of stuff. Um, reveal of character, you know, from the likes Le- of Lex. like stealing the show yet again. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> really good. Um, it's just a bit like the kingpin, isn't he? He is a little bit like. <laughs> yeah, I just realised that he's got the white suit. Got um, the white suit. It is like again. I'm going to be. Uh, t- uh, we haven't had a geeky question in ages here, Connor. Um, here we go. So Lex uh, pushing Kent out of the way. Would Kent not be? Would he not be like 400 pounds or something? I don't know how heavy Superman is, but wouldn't he be pretty hard? Well, he's even even for a a, a human. He's a what is, how does Lex call him? Like a broad-shouldered country boy kind of thing? Yeah, I don't, boy? I don't think he's really, like, dense. Okay. You know? Um, they kind of imply that in Superman the movie, don't they? They say yeah. he'll have really dense molecular structure on Earth. Yeah. They never really say that the yellow sun's powering him. Um, but, uh, yeah, here, plus Clark's running and he's on, like, one leg, so he's probably easier yeah. to tip over as well. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll pay that. Yeah, I, I guess so. Uh, just one of the first things I thought of when, when you see that show, just Lex diving at him. But, um, yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, no one's going to be picking up picking him up anytime soon. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. All right, well, fair enough. My my geek um, is satisfied. With and that. what's the Bruce being very suave with Lois there? That was a bit creepy. Uh, um, yeah, they that is creepy. Um, I guess because he's, he's doing the Playboy facade. Yeah. So I'm surprised they didn't play with that a bit more, actually. Yeah, um, right. Isn't he meant to be kind of cocky as Bruce Wayne? Because uh, in the animated series, uh, their first meeting, like a whole thing is Bruce is very cozy with Lois. Mm. And they even go on a date and Clark is obviously just seething with jealousy the whole time. Um, <laughs> and I think they play with that a bit in World's Finest as well with Dave Gibbons and uh, Steve Rude book. Uh-huh. You like Steve Rude, don't you? Who? Steve Rude? I only know his brother Rodney, but yeah. You don't know Steve Rude? Oh, right. <laughs> oh, my God. What's he done? Is he, was he, is he a DC guy or what's going on? Let's keep this, let's keep this for post-show because it'll take too long. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, um, yeah, Bruce was very cozy with Lois in that even though Clark and Lois were dating at the time. So, ah. uh, but it's, yeah, anyway, fun hmm. little party scene. I like how Superman blocks the laser. Oh, from yeah. hitting Batman with his hand, I thought that was cool. That was very good, actually. Yeah, I like um, that. Um, uh, and you see, you do see his might. I mean, he just he just missiles himself, doesn't he, through the through that plane? Through yeah, the plane. Uh, you know, I love this is what I, I love seeing his awesomeness here, Connor. This is it. <laughs> this is it. This is what it's about. Not this. Not this talking in the dark alley, um, sipping coffee. Come on. So this is good. <laughs> have, have you seen? Um, you know, there's these. I'm a bit mixed on the channel. They do some good ones, but you know, have you ever heard of the How It Should Have Ended channel on YouTube? No. They do How Movies Should Have Ended, and their whole thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. Their whole thing after every single superhero one, they'll they always have an epilogue, and it's Superman and Batman having coffee. <laughs> really? And they're always doing commentary on the current state of like uh, movies and stuff. Oh um, right, okay. It's called Super Cafe. It's quite popular, but yeah. Uh, just Super- reminded me of that when you said okay, they just Su- drink coffee. Um, <laughs> Super Cafe, is it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll send a link afterwards. It's pretty funny. All right. Yeah. Nah. I'll, I'll be uh, be keen to see that. Um, no, but it was a great. It was a nice um, 
climax, third act to to this issue. Uh, yes. A bit, a bit of action. Um, you know, throw away, throw away um, opponents. Basically, they're kind of like the Hydra or yeah. the AIM, aren't they? But but you know, enough to for us to see. See the again, I'm comparing this to World's Finest because mm. they're both pretty comparable. I guess they're both three issue arcs featuring uh-huh. Batman, Superman, and World's Finest are. The villains are Lex Luthor and the Joker, you know. Oh, all right. Which is much be more cool. to their uh, scale than Chill and Shockwave. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, no. Um, so I guess yeah, that's it for this issue then. Yeah. Probably sure. the most about in this issue really. Uh. So. So we um. We've got oh yeah, the- that so? that line that Batman says. Uh, just see my notes here. Superman's like, if I was above the law like you, I would have just killed Luther. And then Batman says, if some of the rumors about Luther are true, you might consider. Yeah, it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he knows something that Superman doesn't. No, I don't. I don't think so. But oh. like, I, I will say, Batman doesn't at this point. From what I've read in Batman comics, I don't. I don't know if I'd call that line out of character. Okay, but he's not killing his opponents. No, he isn't. He's know. got. He's got a very strong code himself. Yeah. Doesn't he? So. So yeah. Um, but. Yeah, Luther Lex has done some very bad things. Yeah, that was uh, just a that was just a um, maybe a thoughtless ribbing there from Superman. Maybe he yeah he didn't really it was a bit of a loose comment from him. So did we talk about the cover to this issue? No, actually? we haven't. No, we haven't. Okay, well let's talk about the cover issue too, real quick. Yep. Um, very similar to the first cover, I guess. Uh, this yeah. is probably my favorite one. Okay. It's a very grisly. It's just uh, Superman and Batman examining a body in the morgue. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I just love the way the lighting is done. Yeah. And stuff. Superman. Um, I mean, sorry, Batman looks really good uh, in it. Yeah, you can't see his face. Or no, anything. he really uh, looks like a bat. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was. It's a very simple, very simple cover. Um, I guess there's not much. And I guess it, it, it sells the issue. So Ray, you should have known going in that would have been a lot of investigating <laughs> and talking and coffee drinking oh, if the cover is man. them being two hardboiled detectives looking at a corpse. So oh, um, <laughs> I never thought I'd read an arc with Superman drinking tea and and Batman drinking tea. Got to have that cuppa. Got to have that cuppa. Like, it's the first thing you have to have in the morning. Um, but yeah, a similar format. You know, same as what we mentioned in in part one, the black <laughs> prestige format. That but, reminds me, he's brought Alfred to Metropolis. <laughs> he's he's a because they they go to Batman's car and Alfred is just standing there, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, as if you know, with his driver's hat on. That's I don't it. know. I found that really funny. Um, well, not like Alfred's got better things to do, but Batman, and Alfred's so nonchalant as yeah. well with Superman just standing behind him, like browbeaten, mate, browbeaten. Mm. I don't know, just casting aspersions. Poor Al- Alfred, worn, worn down from the the years and years of Bruce Wayne running around as a bat and figuring, yeah. just, oh, all right, Master Bruce or whatever. What does he call him, Master Bruce, Master Wayne? There's a whole thing with that, Master isn't Bruce, there? I yeah, think. Master Bruce. Yeah. Or he might just call him Bruce. Let's call him Bruce. Wayno. Wayne Star. Wayno. Wayno. Wazza. <laughs> Wazza. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so yeah, pretty good, um, pretty good cover. 75 yeah. cents, only 75 cents. Uh, Jeez, those were the days. Mm, now it's 
now that Dark Times. <laughs> uh, and I, I just went back. He called him Master Bruce. Master so Bruce. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty, yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure it's Master Bruce. I think it's um, Master Bruce so. because the whole thing is like you're meant to call him Master their surname, right? And he he always calls him Master Bruce. It's Master Wayne in the Nolan movies. Yeah, I think yeah that was it. That was it. There was a, a bit of a, a geeky tirade about it should be Master Bruce, not Master Wayne. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, you know, that's that's Batman's for you. So, on to issue three, we might as well talk about the cover of issue three first before we forget. Let's do it. Um, so, it says Superman breaking in, no, flying through in the Batcave. Yep. Now, and can you. Batman's uh, looking at his computer. Riddle me this, Connor L. The Joker card, the coin, and the dinosaur? Yeah. Is that. They a, are staples of the Batcave. Oh, they're they from are. His, okay. They're from some of his first adventures. Okay, uh, well, just... maybe not as very first, but, like, they're souvenirs. Okay. Um, and they've just kept them in there, like, all this time, which I think is pretty cool, so... Okay, because it's just uh, so random. Like, I don't care too much about the Joker Well, they're from they're the... from his, like, goofier stories. Yeah. It's just a um, dragon. is a, Not the dragon. The dinosaur's a bit just weird, that's all. But anyway, I, yeah, I get I it. think it's great. It's like a little kid having, like, his yeah. little clubhouse, you know, with all his souvenirs <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> you calling Batman a little kid? You want to say that oh, to his face? Oh, God. <laughs> or Batman's face. What did you just say about Batman? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but okay, that that's well explained. But I don't know. As a newbie, that it just looks odd. You know, it just looks. It's odd. classic, right? It's classic. Is Get it? your terrible taste out of this podcast. It's classic. Okay. It's classic. If the Batcave didn't have the giant, like even in some of the animated movies, you'll just have like really? the big coin and the dinosaur. Yeah. Oh yeah, really? it's great. I just thought it was just stalactites, stalagmites. It's just a big computer. I just thought that was it. And I was just th- there was a little closet with his costume hanging in there. Yeah, that's that's my impression of the Batcave. I didn't know there was a dinosaur in there. It's yeah. not even to scale. Is it a baby dinosaur? I don't know. Anyway. No, it's not an actual dinosaur. Oh, okay. It's not taxidermied. Right. Do you think you just have a dinosaur running around <laughs> in the Batcave? <laughs> I don't know. Time travel, comics, anything can happen. Um, well, Batman looks um, good. Batman looks good in this cover. I must say, I I do love the depiction of of him here. Yeah, um, definitely. Doesn't he look? He looks really. It looks like um your, I don't know um, your really high standard comic book art. I, I don't know how to explain it, but mm. yeah, it looks very good. Um, Superman looks like he's flying a bit too fast. <laughs> yeah, it looked like, like it. Well, we might want to stop, man. It looks like he bounced off the the belly of the dinosaur. That's that's how I took it. Um, like he just, I, just like, I took it as flying around the corner, but yeah, yeah, he's flying. Either he's, <laughs> he's flying, flying too fast, or he's like yeah. cut and paste off another cover somewhere. Um, oh, that does look uh, unnervingly like a cut and paste. I don't mm-hmm. know, but uh, a pretty good, pretty good cover there. Well, he just drew Superman flying and then drew the rest of it around him. I don't know, <laughs> um, like layers, man, butter paper, tracing paper. Like, oh, can you draw a Batman and Superman cover? Oh, okay, well. I have this picture of Superman flying. I'll just draw everything around it. <laughs> he does look very separated, doesn't he? Superman yeah. from the rest of the. the I think artwork. it's the weakest cover. Oh. Even I love, I love the title "Deadly Covenant." Deadly Covenant. Any word with any title with covenant in it, just just. Good it, point. It elevates it to to class, doesn't it? It's great. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. I like this cover apart from the dinosaur because I still can't get my head wrapped around that. Um. Shaking my head in case people can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. I can't. But like, uh, I do. I do like it. Super- Superman looks really good in it. In action, Batman looks um, quite, quite um, pensive, uh, deep in thought. It looks good. Looks good. Yeah. Yeah. So um, cool. 
So you Engler, did the summary for this one. So. I certainly did. Uh, this is, as you mentioned, called Deadly Covenant, and uh, the synopsis is 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 thus. After the abduction of Cat Grant, both Superman and Batman scour the city only to come across the sounds of a crumbling building not far away. Superman tends to the wreckage while Batman chooses to check out Grant's apartment for clues to her whereabouts. Superman is momentarily stricken with horror as he finds Delgado, aka Gangbuster, uh, Gangbuster's headgear amongst the debris, but Delgado proves to be a hard man to kill and Superman is relieved to see him alive and well up high in the adjacent building's fire escape. Delgado recalls his narrow escape, but the two are suddenly distracted with the assassin Shockwave's appearance as he stumbles out of the debris. Shockwave is adamant to finish the job he was contracted to, but he faces a blue and red wall in the form of the Man of Steel. Meanwhile, Chiller, the assassin who abducted Grant using his skill of disguise, brings his hostage to an outlaying industrial park where Dr. Moon and his cohorts have set up shop. Dr. Moon has been employed by Intergang to facilitate a brainwashing of Cat Grant in order for her to provide a favourable testimony for Morgan Edge's court case. Brainwashing is in fact not the correct term, with Dr. Moon preferring the term reprogramming. Both Chilla and Dr. Moon conspire behind the intergang members' backs after a slight altercation concerning recent events. Dr. Moon convinces Chilla to put up with intergang's idiosyncrasies, but before anything else could be said, both Batman and Superman crash onto the scene. Whilst the legendary duo stave off the intergang thugs, Dr. Moon persists with his plan to reprogram Cat Grant. Fortunately, Gangbuster appears and knocks Dr. Moon out before any damage can be done to the shaken Grant. Intergang briefly gain the upper hand with Superman, but ultimately the caped heroes prove too much for them. Gillespie and Mannheim, two of Intergang's bigwigs, monitor the situation via camera feed and concede that Morgan Edge is beyond help. Whilst Gangbuster and Superman are left to clean up the scene, it's not long before Batman's disappearance is noticed, leaving a note pinned to the unconscious Dr. Moon cryptically leading Superman on, Superman flies off to catch up with the Dark Knight. He travel, his travels lead the two to Amanda McCoy's apartment where her diary explains some previous events and puts some mysteries to rest. She is indeed the unidentifiable corpse and her involvement with Superman includes the theft of Luther's kryptonite ring the danger of Superman's secret identity getting out, and his encounter with her in the cemetery. Batman reveals he has the kryptonite ring, gives it to Superman, and concedes that Superman should take the evidence from Amanda's apartment, which exposes him as Clark Kent. As time goes by, Edge's court case ends with a guilty conviction, and the mystery of the unidentified dead woman is revealed as Amanda McCoy. Back at Wayne Mansion, Bruce is greeted by a visit with Superman. Having invited himself to the Batcave, Superman opens up on the respect he has for the Dark Knight and bestows upon him the honour of safeguarding the Kryptonite Ring. As he states, I want the means to stop me to be in the hands of a man I can trust with my life. And that ends the, uh, that ends the arc. Yep. Um, so, funnily enough, I just went back and looked at the pages, um, because I never noticed that 
Batman gave Superman the Kryptonite Ring. Ah. And it's only just upon close examination of that panel, he does indeed leave the Kryptonite Ring there. And I was just thinking, shit, because to me, at the end of the story, Batman came off as a huge jerk. Being like, you had me at this advantage, I know. Now I'm just going to leave with this ring with this, you know, shit-eating grin on my face. Ah, <laughs> like, right, yeah, yeah. Um, but now that now the story is improved, now that I see that Batman leaves the ring there. Yeah, I, I must admit, he does... Um, I mean, this this act that he does towards the end is a good act from Batman. And, um, you, you know, it, it does give him a, a very heroic kind of... A, a very honourable Yes, kind of honourable thing. But, yeah. Um, um, so yeah, I do like the ending to this. Um, so anyway, sorry, just before we continue, um, so the writer for this was Roger Stern. Yes. Uh, artist Bob McLeod and Brett Breeding, uh, Bill Oakley, letterer, Glenn Whitmore, colorist, John Peterson, associate with the editor, Mike Carlin. So yeah. Um, yeah, the, the ending to this, A Dark Knight Over Metropolis. Uh, yeah, that ending was 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 pretty good. I, I do like the ending; well written. That's why I had mm-hmm. to just um, had to phrase it. Um, and it actually is this what you were alluding to, um, Conrail? You're saying that this arc, out of anything, it 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 actually did something for the duo. Well, and is this not out of anything? But this is yeah, yeah. this is like an important yeah. arc for the duo because yeah, this is the this is the time where Batman gets the Kryptonite Ring. Oh, Superman. okay. I thought maybe it galvanised their relationship or something, or, or um, I, I thought that's what I mean, was alluding to. I mean, that too, but yeah, yeah it's more the... Because the Kryptonite ring thing has come up. Um, okay. Because it's a pretty big thing for Superman to give to Batman, considering that he's, yeah, he comes up with contingency plans yeah, against and his like, friends, you know? This isn't... this Also, this isn't Frank Miller Batman, so this isn't the psychotic, like, you know, I wouldn't give that ring to Frank Miller Batman, because he'd probably use it straight away. Um, but... <laughs> You know, the... So, yeah. Um, this... Yeah, especially now that I know that Batman gave him the ring, Superman gave, giving Batman the ring makes a lot more sense. Yeah. yeah. To me. Um, so... Yeah. Um, I do like... There's a, there's a bit of bromance at the beginning there. An arm in arm, flying over the city. It reminded That's, me Batman's almost well, while lame. Superman's complaining um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really because he's that. like oh yeah. this is you know I'm not used to working um, <laughs> on my own uh, with other people blah blah because that, yeah. that was that's what was jarring for me yeah is because as I mentioned before with the Triangle Era they do really try and connect with each other but then you'll have a new writer on the next issue and yeah. Superman is just all of a sudden complaining about having to work with Batman and that it's his city, not Batman's. And it's like, mm. well, you didn't bring this up in the previous two issues. Yeah. You're just complaining about it now. Like it just, it has that real disconnect for me. It does because um, they ended like the previous issue. I don't need your help, Batman. It's like, wait, when did this yeah. conversation start happening? Like, <laughs> is this, is this straight after, you know, they had that Malay in the party? I mean, yeah, it does seem a bit yeah, inconsistent, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, good point. Um, yeah, but they're, they're both flying around. Uh, but yeah, it's... Uh... They, so they, they do end up pretty chummy at the end of this. Because um, World's, Fine, World's Finest came out a few months after this. Mm-hmm. So it's technically set after this, but they're a bit less chummy in World's Finest. Okay. Um, like they don't, they actively don't actually want to work together. 
Um, yeah, right. World's Finest, so I just think that's interesting. I've got, to, I've got to check out this World's Finest. It's been referenced many a time. It's, it is, because they came out in the same year, and they're both stories. It, it's aged better, because okay. it doesn't have 90s plot thread syndrome, or goofy 90s villains. Like, it was... Yeah. How's the artwork? Uh, oh, it's fantastic. Okay. Uh, brilliant. Uh, it, yeah, so, the, the, actually, the artwork draws them both as their golden age sort of counterparts, even oh, though it's okay. set in, um, well, it, he, he, it's not full Batman golden age because editorial didn't let him do that. Cause they thought Batman would be too unrecognizable, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, that, that the start of that, this issue really bugged me for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also find it really funny that as Bruce is on the way down to the Batcave, he dresses up as Batman. Um, <laughs> Oh, right. Like, uh, he's like, I'll handle this on my own, and he runs behind the clock, and then he's Batman when he reaches Superman. So it's like, at some oh, point... at the very end, yeah, yeah. He would have yeah. stopped and gotten changed. <laughs> yes, and he hasn't got so super like, speed, so, you know, you can yeah, imagine and him... to meet Superman, who already knows that he's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Like, and Superman's really just waiting there. I wonder if he's, like, with his X-ray vision, oh, Bruce is just know, there is. changing into his bat costume, like, on his way down. Yeah, he's putting on his, uh, his trunks. Oh, he's he's fumbling with the boots because he's trying to do it really quick. Yeah. To make a dramatic entrance, he's um, applying <laughs> applying the black makeup around his eyelids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, um, yeah. That, and mate, she's Conrad. Oh, that's a, that's a geeky thing to to pull up. But, not uh, really. I mean, it's jarring. He goes from being in Bruce Wayne to being in Batman. Oh, you're outfits. right. Like, well, okay, you're right. I'm looking at it now. It's literally one panel to the next. You're right. So yeah, time. I guess must- if, he, if he showed up in the Bruce Wayne attire, it really would have put Superman. Visually in a position of power, which is probably not what you want in yeah, it's all about this exchange. Games. All about mind games. Because it would literally be Superman talking to Bruce with his pants down, so to speak. Um, in his robe. It's like in his, his like, bedrobe, right? Yeah. With uh, his slippers. With and his Batman doesn't, slippers. He doesn't look that happy. He never looks he happy, gets does the, he? That's true, but he gets the ring and he looks noticeably unhappy. <laughs> Like maybe, as the last maybe panel, it hasn't sunk in as to what's happened. Maybe right, so he's not as quick as we think he is. It, it seems like another burden to add to his list, which he probably doesn't, you know, need. <laughs> yeah, he's, um, he's because going, going, oh shit, I didn't want I, this. That's why I just gave it to you, Superman. Why are you giving it back to me? Oh. In like a Superman annual and stuff, and a couple of other issues, there, Batman has commented that he doesn't really like having the responsibility to kill his friend. If he right. has to, like, he doesn't like having oh, this responsibility. He loves um, it. He loves well, it. Well, that that that's that's what that's what Batman internet. That's internet Batman. Yeah, Real okay. Batman is like oh. probably doesn't like this. Frank Miller, internet Batman. I can oh. beat everyone else up. He probably loves having a kryptonite ring. But, okay, so this know, is actual, the real Batman. Yes, this is real Batman. So Frank, um, real Frank, Batman with like a Frank Miller's not not the. I thought that was a, wasn't that the big thing. Dark Knight Returns. Oh yeah, it's that's yeah. like. A really iconic yeah. interpretation of Batman, but it's like a really fascist, crazy Batman at the same yeah. time. Like it's a good, it's a good Batman story, and it's a good interpretation of Batman. But yeah. you know, even more so than All Star Superman, it should not be like Batman has suffered a lot from that story because yeah. so many writers have tried to emulate that and made Batman into this really sort of yeah. unlikable. Um, <laughs> they should have person. had. They should have had the Adam West Batman in this arc. That would have been awesome. I mean, wow. he almost he almost dresses like him, doesn't he? He's got the yellow belt. Because, you know, Batman's got those different costumes, right? Yeah. 
This, this is the this is the Adam West. This is cool. well, Adam West took Batman's costume and just made it like goofier. Um, <laughs> so anywho, anywho, um, but yeah, the, the, there was because there was an alternate what if where Batman has to kill Superman with a kryptonite ring, and he's very upset about it. So, right. um, so does which this, is yeah. that was actually the story I cited as being injustice but done well. Um, so. Yeah, and, and so has, anyway. has Batman still got the Kryptonite ring? Is that like um, a running th- thing? I don't know because I haven't read Hush, but I know he punches Superman with it in Hush. Oh, um, because Superman's like got poison ivy, so. Oh. Um. Oh okay. Oh okay. Cool. Well, no, I'm just wondering if it was a, if it's a legacy um, item. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- okay. I think. I mean, I don't know if he still has the ring. I I would assume he does though. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like it's a legacy item, but I'm not like completely up to date with all this sort of stuff yeah uh, yeah um so uh dr moon do you know about much about dr moon uh he's from he's from the batman side of things not the superman okay. side of things yeah I, I like him uh asians represent that's awesome <laughs> I, I say that listeners i am asian so you know asian back you're born here though weren't you i was born here yeah inform like, the like, listeners of your heritage i like to think that i'm an islander um, Filipino background, and you know, Filipinos are, are uh, well, you know, they live on islands. So I like to consider myself an islander, but of course, yeah. I mean, we're Asian. on a big island right now. Exactly, island <laughs> slash continent. Yeah, we're all islanders. It's at my yeah. island, our island home. Yes. Everyone should listen to that song by Christine. Shall we Manu. sing the national anthem now? Such a joyous anthem. Nah. Um, but anyway, okay, it's so a Dr. Moon. He's uh, and what is he? He's just a mad scientist, is he, or does he? I think so. Is that all? I'm not. I'm yeah. not. Uh, I'm not. Oh yeah, in not, the, yeah, the Batman, the yeah. Doctor Moon, no club. Um, Doctor Moon. So. Yeah. Right now, he well, he's uh, he's depicted well. I must say, uh, he's got a lot of tenacity. I mean, there's a lot going on with Batman and Superman uh, busting in. Uh, he still uh, remains focused and driven, and he still wants to uh, reprogram Cat, which he has strapped to the um, to the chair. Yeah, we, we've talked about a lot of the ending because that's the meat of this story, really. Yeah. Like, the, the story is ultimately it's not about stopping into Yang; it's about these two characters. Um, yeah. You yeah, know, and yeah. Uh, there is this whole plot. They do save the day. They beat up uh, Shockwave and Chill. Um. <laughs> they they do. Uh, you don't see Shockwave. Uh, oh, hang on, sorry. Um, I would say initially you don't see him being beaten up. Uh, he just uh, he disappears. He he's about to take on Superman, and that's the end of it. Uh, you Superman would, disintegrates him. He, he does. <laughs> <laughs> he punches him into orbit. So he's, yes, he's floating around somewhere. Yeah. Um, but I actually I like the um, the old gangbuster. He's he's doing well, isn't he? Yeah, it was cool that he got to pop up and he's have quite his nimble. moment. He, um, he he's dead of a lock, isn't he? He he flips around on the fire escape. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess he likes parkour and boxing. Yeah, but okay. He's, other than that, he doesn't have like ninja training, from what I remember, though. Okay. Like he he just boxes and has. That sort of parkour stuff going on. Wherever but yeah, yeah, definitely very daredevil the yeah. way he uh, moves. Yeah. Um, which I'm cool with, you know. Uh, like found, it's, yeah. it's not like he's a blind lawyer as well. Um, no, no, no. Of course, no. no. I, look, I, I never, actually, I didn't make the connection until you until you just said it. Um, so to me, he was just a, just a street level guy, you know, just doing his yeah. job. So that was good. Um, 
yeah, I'm just trying to see what what else kind of. I mean, of course, the reveal of uh, there's a bit of a, an origin story here of Amanda McCoy, a bit of a um, yeah, a recap. which is which is a recap because all of these yeah. things actually happened, and the the computer thing she talks about, it's like a it's a it's a classic classic uh, Lex Luthor moment mm-hmm. where he refuses to believe that. Like, because all the evidence is there, the computer is like Clark Kent is Superman. Like, yeah. it's analyzed all this data, and Luther is like, I refuse to believe his ego that someone with his yeah. power yeah. would just would like be a yeah. lowly person yeah. in his spare time. Like, it makes no sense to his brain. Exactly. Yeah, it's just way beyond. It's he's on that level, genius level, just way too up. He, just, up he can't there. comprehend it. Can't like, comprehend the it. evidence yeah, exactly. is there. Like, exactly. he knows, and he's just like, no, this is not true. Yeah. Um, like, that's how he views Superman. He's like, Superman is too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's, it's a great Lex moment. Um, yeah. I um, is it, it is here, isn't it? I thought it was here. Uh, maybe it was. No, it wasn't. Sorry. Um, I was about to say that that was actually in in not one of these three issues, but um, it's a retelling of when Amanda. Yeah, Superman gets... two. Um, hey. It, it's in Superman two, the comic. Oh, is it? Oh no! I was, oh, okay. Yes. Is that is that what it was? Uh, yeah, it was because I'm reading the trade. So, yeah, Superman two is it? That that we're still talking about the Lex thing, right? Oh no, sorry, I've moved on. Okay. Sorry. Um, what did you move on to? Oh, sorry, sorry. It was just the Amanda, um, the recap of Amanda uh, in general. Ah um, right. And uh, in in Action Comics six five three, which um, you alluded to at the very beginning. Um, yes. Of the thing, uh, you see the faces of her of her murderers. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, it was it was quite. Actually, I read that last, so that actually shocked me to see just the two ordinary looking thugs. Um, are the ones yeah, that she just kind ki- of... gets killed by these thugs. Like not even they're, they're nondescript, aren't they? And they're just um, such a brutal death. But anyway, it, it's recapped here in this issue. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I enjoyed mm-hmm. this a second time more than I thought I would. This whole arc. Oh, sorry, um, Conrail. Couple, uh, one more question. For yeah. You. Gillespie and Manheim are they recurring? Um, are they the you know? Recurring yeah. villain. Yeah. It's a gang has they... ties to Apocalypse. Um, Sorry, what's dark... a... Apocalypse? What? What? Dark Side's planet. Okay, we but, went these... Through this yeah. but this guy, but Manheim and Gillespie have nothing to do with it, do they? No, because they... they lead they lead Intergang, which is Intergang. Sorry, a, they use Apocalypse technology. Oh, okay. That's why Superman comments like, you know, the last time I felt this much pain was Dark Side's Omega beams. Is when oh, I ah, hit... okay, okay. So they yeah. use okay, uh, okay, right. Okay, and are these guys apart from Morgan Edge? Because Morgan Edge is part of Intergang, right? Um, yeah. Are these guys the two IC, uh, two ICs, or are they? Do they want to take over Intergang? What's Bruno what's... is the head of Intergang. Uh, oh, right. Spoiler: Bruno's ac- Manheim. Sorry. Manheim. Okay. Ma- Bruno Manheim's his name. Uh, oh, okay. S- spoiler: Manheim is actually from Apocalypse. Like he's a oh. native to Apocalypse. Right. Um, okay. So, like he's head of Intergang. Um, He's got very big eyebrows, so... Yeah, he's a bit like Hammerhead, I guess, but <laughs> says that face. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right, okay. Good, yeah, they just seemed like just mafioso to me. Yeah, no, yeah. they are established characters at this point. Okay. Um, which is okay. Which is the problem. Like, these stories will never age as well as stories from other eras is because they're so connected, and they have characters mm. that have been appearing for, like, 50 issues beforehand, you know? Um, yeah, okay. 
Yeah. They don't, because nowadays they write stories for trades, but these days, like, they just write stories to be picked up every week. Yeah, yeah. Continuously, so... Yeah, yeah. Which, you, whenever yeah. you like, you read Death and Return of Superman. There's a whole bunch of characters that yeah. are there mm. from these eras. Like you know, Gangbuster shows up in Funeral for a Friend, and if you don't know Gangbuster, it's like who's this guy? Yeah, you know. yeah, true. Yeah, I guess pros and cons for 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 both. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, anything else here, Conorel? Um, no, I enjoyed this arc. Uh, it wasn't perfect. It could have been better, I think, but uh, I still really enjoyed it. Um, I liked the investigation stuff, but there was some dialogue that annoyed me. I yeah. don't know. I generally have positive feelings about this, but it's like, it, it like if you read this as standalone, mm. these three issues, it would really suffer from yeah. not having background knowledge of Intergang and a bunch of this other stuff, you know? So, it, like, Superman and Batman's reactions would be the sole things, like, those characters they would be carrying the story if you yeah. weren't up to date with what was going on in the book absolutely and that that was oh. my case i was leaning a lot on batman and superman look i enjoyed seeing the other characters like gangbuster and um to an oh i like blind spot um he was pretty cool um so i enjoyed that but yeah i, I think maybe i suffered like, from... there's so many references to things that happened like 20 issues ago 50 issues yeah. ago See, which I, I know but mm, like other people you know yeah. so I, I it's not i don't find i'm not enriched with that prior knowledge and i guess that that would have um affected me i i thought t- to be completely honest all the all the superman i've read so far uh on the show and what you've recommended me uh this probably have to be the weakest one um uh we mentioned a bit earlier on i read the I'm reading the trade, and uh, I've read the trade. Sorry, and uh, we I've read the the prior issues towards that, which were the yeah. the vampire one and the the pseudo fantastic four one, and I really enjoyed them. I thought they were really good. Um, I found around the middle portion of of Dark Knight over Metropolis a, a little bit of a slog. Um, I don't know, maybe maybe just false expectations, but um, yeah, it's yeah. funny because I, I think the middle portion is the strongest portion for me. Ah, so okay. right. yeah, yeah. So the okay, cool, cool. So um, well, so this shock, is an shock easy wave. rating though. Shockwave wasn't wasn't yeah that wasn't the highlight of your. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, easy rating, yeah. Yep. So, so, so how many how many Dark Knights over Metropolis? Ah. I mean. Okay, who who went? Do you want to go first or? Uh yeah, I'll go first this time. Um, so keep in mind that six is good. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, I'll give this a six point five. Oh wow, a lot lower than I would have. Anyway. Overall, um, just comparing this to other stories from the era, mm-hmm. and you know, part of this is my problems with the Triangle era as well. The disconnect between issues sometimes, uh, the forgettable villains, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some of the interactions, which again was really due to disconnect from the writers. But on the other hand, I did really enjoy it. As well, I really enjoyed the investigation stuff. Um, you know, I enjoyed Lex. Yeah, Lex and, is good. Yeah, you know, and I, and I did enjoy a lot of the character interactions as well. So, you know, mm-hmm. I have mixed feelings, but I think it's good overall. Okay. Um, I would, you know, if you're a... If you want to read, like, Superman and Batman stuff, like, you know, I would recommend this. Okay. Oh, it's where... Yep. You know, they get the kryptonite ring and stuff, so... Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, um, you were going to say something? Oh, no, I was about to say, like, you know, you were mentioning if you want to see Superman and Batman, um, by far, Superman, Batman, Aliens, Predator was below this. Uh. Yeah. So there, there is something below, <laughs> something below this. It's not the weakest I've read. Okay. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think it's a good story for those two, but yeah, just it has a lot of problems, which is why I don't give it a higher rating, really. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. as a standalone story, yeah. Um, these three issues aren't as standalone as they could be, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, I I think what we just said a bit earlier, I think that's a main thing for me, um, standalone-wise, and not knowing much um, history of Batman and Superman. Uh, I found myself, yeah, just uh, leaning more towards... Um, what Superman and Batman do, and for me... I'll interject briefly, yeah, though. Sure. Uh, I didn't really mention this, but Superman and Batman is definitely the point of this book. Yeah. As well. Like, sure. what they do is the point of this book, so... Yeah, anyway, continue. Oh, no, no, for sure. No, I'm totally mindful of that. Um, uh, it, it plays a large bit, but, I mean, there are so many characters... The, the ensemble is quite large, um, and not knowing, I guess, not knowing the um, the history of a lot of the events that lead up to this, and uh, it, it has probably affected my enjoyment of it. Um, if anything, props to the artwork. Artwork is, I think, really solid. Uh, really enjoyed it. The story itself was, you know, was quite solid. I just found that um, the second part in particular felt a little flat, and yeah, I just found myself being conscious of the of the fact that I am reading Batman and Superman just walking down a lane talking or just or swinging and flying around just talking. Um yeah, so yeah, maybe that's so I give it a five and a half, I'd say. So a few of the points come for the artwork there. Uh, I do like uh the likes of Gangbuster, as I mentioned. It's pretty cool. Chiller. You know, I, I know these are very. I know Chiller is probably a very low tier character, but I've never seen him after this. Yeah, so. well, there you go. I mean, I just love the fact that he he's a chameleon, but he, he physically molds his face. Um, yeah, to, to, which is kind of like Clayface, I guess. Okay, Clayface does it. I, I was about to say Mask from the Marauders in in the X Men. They should have used Clayface, <laughs> <laughs> but that's so cool. It's such a cool visual to see him just mess around with his face. Um, so yeah, about five and a half, five and a half, I'd say. Cool. Um, yeah, yeah. It hasn't hasn't discouraged me from reading more Batman and Superman. Um, if anything, I'm keen on this. Um, oh, I've already forgotten. World's finest. You're saying. Mm. So I might might give that a go. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I'll, sh- I'll send you some of the artwork for that after we're done here. Cool. Because uh, it's really great. Well, um, yeah. So, sorry for the probably lower ratings than you were hoping, Phil. <laughs> oh, look, yeah. Um, let me let me just say as well. Um, of course, everyone has different tastes as well, and totally respect. If this is seen in high regard um, by some fans, then of course, fantastic. These are purely our our views. Um, so yeah, everyone's got different tastes, and the beauty of comic book reading is that you know there's a bit of something for everyone. So um, by no means. Are we going to try to disparage this? It's just that, yeah, it's just not yeah, yeah, not no, a cup no, of tea. I'm, you know, that's it. There, there, there are some issues I will bag out, and I have bagged out here, yeah. um, like <laughs> Metropolis Mailbag. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, well, yeah. yeah. 
That's uh, what, what that was fantastic. Was, uh, a fantastic. Only Dick look. Tracy showed up again. Dick Tracy. Or should I say, yeah, Slam Bradley. I He's got that name. Slam Bradley's a lot better. Call him Slam. And mm. did you notice was that Venom's T-shirt at the at the beginning? <laughs> Just a little side, a little kid, the kid, the, the son to. to at Cap the very Man. first issue. Yeah, very first issue, very first page. They walk out of the cinema. God, it wouldn't surprise me because Venom pops up so many places in the nineties that you would cross uh, companies like. Yeah. Did you, can you see it? Um, hang on, I'm going to look now. Uh, Unless there's a DC character that looks like that. Could be Spawn as well, Ooh. maybe. Oh, man, I don't might... know, just the red reminds me. 90s was a crazy time. Mm, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, well, uh, so as for next next podcast, we don't know what we're covering yet. Um, the sky's our, the limit. The sky's the our limit. Part, our part two of the Superman the Movie Review will be going up on the Krypton Report podcast soon. Yep. It might already be up by the time this goes up, So because yeah, we're recording this a week in advance. So Oof. I guess... Secrets. The <laughs> in- industry secrets, Connor. <laughs> yes. Um, so I will. that will be in the show notes if it is up. Yep. So, yes. Until next time... Um, don't go down any dark alleys. Exactly. Don't fire. Don't pick up any green rings. Yeah. And uh, bad. That's bad. And I'm gonna go off and uh, I'm gonna mold my face into something else. You're gonna mold my face into Tom Cruise. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say I'm gonna mold mine into Mongol. Why not? (laughs) Mongol. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Well. Um, yeah, <laughs> have have fun, Krypton friends, Kryptonian In, friends. Enjoy our enjoy super fans. Thank you so much for listening so far. Tell to anyone that is interested in Superman to to give this show a go. And, yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, and we'll uh, we we are slowly building, and yeah, we've got plenty of things ahead. And uh, rate us on Facebook and iTunes as well. Uh, if it's less than five stars, though, make sure you just tell us what's wrong, and we'll fix it. Otherwise, exactly. Just, yeah cool well uh we will see you guys next time see you later superman and all other characters in these comics are properties of dc any images or music we use are properties of their respective copyright holders we are doing this for fun and not making money off it so please don't sue us you can contact us at lskpodcast at gmail.com and find us on our libsyn lskpodcast.libson.com our twitter at lskpodcast our facebook page last sons of krypton a superman podcast and last but not least thank you everyone for listening